for the children's message. I see we have a couple folks. The Ledoux family is back there. Hi, I'm Pastor Katie. Um, you're muted. Because I've got a question for you that I'm wondering if you can share the answer with. I'm wondering if you have ever felt left out. Have you ever felt left out? Yeah, I see one nod, maybe one quizzical look, not so much. How does it feel when you're left out? What kind of feelings do you have? Sad. Sad, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been left out and I feel sad. And sometimes I feel angry because I'm kind of an amazing person and I bet you're kind of an amazing person. And when people leave us out, they don't recognize how amazing we are, right? And sometimes we want to be doing those things. And the story we had today from the gospel is a story about a man who was left out of everything because he was sick. He couldn't be with his family and he couldn't be with his town and his friends. And Jesus healed him so that he could be with everybody. But Jesus had to heal him like more than once. Jesus tried a few times before it finally, before he was finally able to be with everybody. So that's amazing for that man. But I'm thinking Jesus lived a very long time ago. And so I'm wondering, are there ways that maybe there are people that can be like Jesus for us to help us not be left out or to be healed? Like, can you think of people like that? I wonder about teachers and friends who ask us to play or come over and spend time with them. I think about doctors and nurses and social workers and therapists and counselors. There are so many people, our parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles and the friends that are like family. We have so many people in our lives sometimes that help us heal and be part of a community. And when they do that for us and when we do that for other people, we're being like Jesus for the person that's being left out or is sick or hurting. And so part of what the story today helps us remember is that Jesus wants everybody to be part of the community and to be included. And that as a disciple of Jesus, we're called to be one of those people. Let's pray. Loving God, we give you thanks for the community and the family and friends that you provide for us. When we feel left out, be with us in our sadness. Help us to see people who want to help us be included. And when we see someone who is sad or lonely or left out, help us to have courage to be the one that invites them in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Hi again. So I am Pastor Katie Grinberg, and I have been here before. Um, I've changed roles since I was last here. I am the Director of Contextual Education at Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley. So I bring you greetings from PLTS, 
your ELCA seminary in the West, part of the Graduate Theological Union. And um, it is a joy to be back with you again this morning. At least it was till I read the gospel. I seem to forget the key of supply preaching and covering and being a guest is that I get to say no, and I should read the gospel lesson after I look at my calendar to say, oh, do I want to preach on that? Because the answer would have been, oh, because this is a hard one for 21st century folk, because it's filled with demons and casting out and demons um, uh, inhabiting people and creatures. And we don't do a lot of talking, at least in my experience of the church in this part of the United States, we don't do a lot of talking about demons. We don't have conversations, or I haven't been part of many conversations about evil spirits or possession or exorcisms. It's not part of the spirituality, the spiritual lexicon for many of us. And so for those of us for whom this is a bit of an alien language and understanding and spirituality, this gospel can be a bit challenging. Because we could make it a metaphor, but it's not a parable. This is the author of the Gospel of Luke telling us about something that happened when Jesus and his disciples arrived in the country of the Gerasenes. So it has kind of the scent of a narrative more than a parable. It's not poetry. It's not song. It feels like story. And so for us, for whom demons and possession may not be part of our spiritual lexicon, we are left having to deal with this. There was a student at PLTS this year who comes from a different kind of spirituality and a different kind of growing up than I did, different, different ethnic background, grew up in a different part of the world, and then the country, who very much talked to me a lot this year about evil spirits and demons and being tempted by Satan. And she challenged my own understanding of how I approach my spirituality and the thought of evil and sin in the world. Because there are some of you for whom this might be part of your spiritual lexicon. That demons and possession and evil spirits may be part of how you understand the world and God's work amongst us in the world. And so for those of you for whom this is more native spiritual language, this may not be so much a challenging narrative for you as it is for some others of us. 
as we look at it, it really does kind of have a bit of a comedic turn a little bit. Like Jesus has been here before and this guy just will not stay healed. The demons will not stay cast out. And so he comes back to Jesus and he is like, you again. You're back. Okay. Like we've tried this before. Stop tormenting me. And it's interesting to me that no matter what we think about demons and evil spirits and possession, that in this narrative, they don't want to go back to the abyss. These demons don't want to be in the abyss and what we might consider the ultimate isolation and removal from community and each other. So even the demons in this story understand the importance and the vitality of communion and connection and community. And this man who has been cast out from his community because of this possession, he himself for sure understands what it means to be isolated and alone. It's definitely not good news for the swine herds because they lost a lot in this story. And so as this man is restored to community, members of the community have lost something for his restoration. And isn't it that the way sometimes about community is that we can't always all have what we want at the same time to the same degree. And so there's negotiation in families and friendships and workplaces. And we figure out how to be together in community. Now, hopefully we're not losing as much as the swine herds lost in this. But that certainly is a narrative that's in our country and in our communities right now. And I wanna push back against that a little bit and say that when it comes to community and relationship, when people come in and bring their gifts and their challenges and they encounter our gifts and our challenges because we all have them. That it is a gain upon gain upon gain. And there is a narrative that says, if we proclaim that black lives matter or that we open up marriage to all people who are in love, or if we see people as God has created them in their full expression of who they understand themselves to be, that we lose something. That like the swine herds, something valuable of ours will be taken away. And we know that in Jesus, who calls everyone into community, that as we grow in community and relationship and understanding that we grow as well and we gain. And the things that we lose or put aside may be prejudice and bias 
and some of our own evil, sinful thoughts about who is in and who is out of the community of God. So maybe we do lose some things, but if we are open to where God is calling us, we, are, we receive in abundance that what God would have us thrive in and through. The other thing that happens here is that as the people came out to see what had happened, they found the man who had been dispossessed, this man who had been healed, who was clothed, he was in his right mind, the author of Luke tells us. And they were afraid. They were afraid at the healing that this man had experienced. They were afraid because these demons were gone and they didn't understand. And so they asked Jesus to leave because they didn't understand what had happened. And sometimes that's the way love works. That's the way love worked in Jesus' life and death and ministry is that this abundance of love and Jesus' openness to all people and a desire for all people to be healed and included and part of the community, to speak out against injustice and to take care of the most vulnerable among us, that is what drove Jesus to the cross because the cost people thought was going to be too high that like the swineherds, they would lose everything. But what Jesus calls us to remember and be renewed daily in is that to follow the love of Jesus and to call out injustice and to call in people into community, into our spaces of love and acceptance and growth is to follow that path of Jesus where we all can grow grow in love, grow in discipleship, grow into the people that God would have us be in the world. Jesus sends the man away because he wanted to go with Jesus as Jesus left this area where the garrisons were. This man wanted to go with Jesus and Jesus said, nope. You stay here. And you don't just stay here, but go home and share with the people at home how much God has done for you. And so the man went away making this proclamation throughout the city about what Jesus had done for him. And likewise, Jesus calls us to share with those in our lives what God through Jesus has done for us. And to be as Jesus to those in our lives. Calling out injustice. Calling in the world. Being that loving presence of God for everyone and for all creation. Loving this world that God loves so much. Honestly, I don't know what we do with the demons. 
if we metaphorize them or if we believe in them completely as the narrative would have it. But I do know that that man's exclusion is something that we all have experienced in some way, shape, or form. We know what it means to be left out. And so as people who are in the body of Christ, God calls us to live our lives in love, calling others into that love so that they may experience it for themselves and tell their story the way that we tell ours. Amen.